Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Disclaimer. If you recognize yourself or think we may have had a great love story in my head without you being aware of it, don't worry. I mostly have great memories of those. You almost always treated me right. And for the time you made me cry because you flirted with other girls in front of me, I forgive you. You didn't know. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I was supposed to say, all characters appearing in this work are fictitious, and the resemblance to a real person, living or dead, is purely coincidental. Except if I actually say your name or give you a phone number, then you can safely assume I'm talking about you, Joey Capello too. But let us start by talking about him. So this weekend, I went to my friend's birthday. No, wait, I need to go back a little more. So she invited a lot of... Wait, wait, no. I need to start before that. What? Okay, so two years ago, Stella hooked up with a friend of a friend. And apparently the guy has the reputation to be reasonably good in bed. I mean, for a pretty face. You know the type, too pretty to really try. The day after, Stella Skyped me and she was like, Waste of time. Seriously, the guy was way too fast, which got me really furious. So she wanted to name him Fast and Furious. But I was like, no, it doesn't work because the opposite of this guy should be good. But the opposite of Fast and Furious is slow and serious. And nobody wants that. At the time, I just arrived in New York and I had seen an ad on TV for PayPal. The catchphrase being PayPal, quick and easy. And it felt really appropriate. So since then, we call guys like that PayPal. And thanks to our flowery imagination, it provided us with dirty jokes since 2014. I mean, wanna make a deposit to my bank, boy? I know, I know, that's gross. And fun, that's what she said. If we keep this analogy, would that make Ben Apple Pay secure, simple, and even more useful? No, but seriously, I'm really tired of this situation. Now I'm at the point where even thinking of Ben makes me feel sad and stupid. That's the ultimate warning, I think. I need to get out of my head to go out and stop obsessing about this guy. Because if we look objectively, he has been kind of an asshole to me. And I hate to admit that I've been wrong, but sometimes it's better to admit it early than being married to an asshole. It's funny how, when I like a guy like I liked Ben, meaning completely unilaterally and in my head, at first I feel my world is expanding, I lose touch with everything else, even the grasp of reality. But suddenly I realize that in a blink of an eye, my world is now the size of a tiny shoebox in my head covered with screenshot from his Facebook page. It's almost as if not existing for him completely cancelled my very existence. Fuck that shit. Tonight I want to feel good, I want to feel free, and I want to feel sexy. Coming out of the shoebox, guys. So, my friend Lizzie's birthday seemed to be the perfect opportunity to do so. But when I told my plan to Lizzie, she kindly reminded me that I basically know every guy who will attend. Oh well. I can always be flirty with a couple of guys I know. I'm sorry, but it's not because I flirt that it means I'm necessarily interested. 
Well, sometimes it does. And sometimes it doesn't. Try to keep up. So, on Lizzie's Night, I found the perfect mix of cute and sexy Charlotte Gainsbourg meets Megan Fox. Basically, light makeup, hair down, and cleavage. I've reached the perfect mood. I feel flirty, self-confident, and since I didn't have time to eat by drink number two, I should be tipsy enough to play the role of me, with just a dash of additional drama. Eh, that's what I do. Fuck, Joey Capelito is here. Hi, how are you? Fine, fine, yeah, thanks. Yeah, see you later. Way too polite, to be honest. Going to the bar. Drink number one. That's when I see him across the room. My PayPal contestant of the night. We hang out with mutual friend a couple of times and I know there is an opening somewhere there. I'm definitely not bragging since two girls I know have already been there and done that. One really pretty and the other, well, very nice. The guy is basically open to anything as long as it has two eyes. I'm lying, maybe a cute glass hike would work. But I kind of don't really care. I'm in the mood of messing with a boy's head tonight. And a nice guy? Well, that would be mean of me. In that sense, he is a perfect target. So obnoxiously into himself, it will be fun to toy with them. The same way he plays with women. Mwahaha. Don't hate the player, hate the game, right? So, here I go. I smile at him from across the room. He's talking with the pretty girl he previously slept with. She's kind of a frenemy. That's not true, actually. I'm her frenemy. I don't really care about her. Oh, a snap. Burn. <laughs> In two minutes, the guy ditched her and is next to me. It's so good. We chat for a couple of minutes, catch up, and then... He cut right to the chase. I've seen your ex Capilito is here. Are you still into him? Me. Mm, no. Him. That's not what I've heard. Me looking at him playfully. What told you that? His smile doesn't say anything and hints his head in the direction of pretty girl. Me smiling. Well, don't believe everything you've heard. He smiles at me smugly. He understood where I was going. That's what I liked about this kind of guy. They know when to play. I smile, shyly, while looking at him from under my lashes and take a sip of my drink. Him. It's too bad I don't see you more often. I really like talking to you. <laughs> yeah, right, talking. Me. You can call me and we'll hang out. But I don't have your phone number. Boom! I give it to him and I'm like, I need to go to say hi to the birthday girl. Him. No, but seriously, when will we hang out? It was Friday. Me. You know what? Text me on Sunday afternoon and we'll hang out then. Him. Really? Me playing it cool while leaving to say hi to Liz. Sure. 
A bit later, I'm on the dance floor with my drink number two. I'm dancing, having fun with some friend, and I don't really remember how, at some point, I ended up dancing with Joey. And that's bad. I know you don't have the full story yet, but trust me, it's bad. But I don't know why this guy is like a magnet to me. We were politely catching up, and at some point, he tells me of the application he wants to send for his dream job, but he didn't have time yet, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what, Joey? If you stopped being guided by your fears, your life would be so much better. He looks down. Me. Oh shit, I'm sorry. I know I should not say this kind of stuff because that's why you stopped hanging out with me. Him suddenly really serious, pulling me out of the dance floor. Angeline, I never stopped hanging out with you. You stopped hanging out with me. Anyway, boring, boring, boring. We were arguing and I finished the conversation by telling him, okay, see you next year at Lizzie's birthday. Like the drama queen I am at this point of the night. And I walk away. Yes, PayPal is looking. Fuck, he watched the whole conversation. He's smiling and looking at me in a I told you kind of way. So I lock my eyes to his, I walk straight to him, stop super close to his face, and I say, give me a drink. He doesn't say anything and give me his glass. Drink number three. We keep flirting a little bit while sometimes chatting with other people. I'm trying to maintain the perfect balance of, it's not completely a yes yet, but keep working, you can get there always letting him wanting more. So much easier when you don't really care about the guy. At some point, I feel the night is ending. I'm vaguely aware that a girl is trying to live with Joey, but I don't really care. I'm on drink number five, and my only concern is that I need to kiss PayPal before he leaves to give him enough incentive to call me on Sunday. But I don't want to kiss him in front of everybody else. So when he goes to the clock room to get his, wait for it, huge backpack, I'm going with him, there is nobody there, just a rack to put jacket on and a curtain. The second we are alone, I throw myself at him. He catches the curtain and pushes me behind it. It's really, really intense, to the point where he whispers to me, come home with me. And I just respond, no, and leaving there behind the curtain, alone, wanting more. At the moment where I get out, Joey was passing by. I tried to play it cool with my messy hair and he looked at me a bit surprised and he was like, bye, not stop, really stopping. And I just responded, bye. I wonder if he knew what was happening. I don't even wait for PayPal. I say bye to everybody else. And when I leave, he was still behind the curtain. Apparently, he had to cool down, according to Liz. <laughs> That's a win. And I'm happy to report that on Sunday, he called. But to be honest, he lived up to his reputation, or rather, down to it. 
Anyway, we hooked up, it was lame, I crushed his self-confidence with a killer comment on his bad performance, after he refused to go for round 2 to kind of make up for the 1 minute round 1. And that was it for PayPal. Friday night was exactly the kind of night I needed. Fun, drama-fueled, and made me feel like a movie star. Maybe the godfather? I'm gonna make him an offer I cannot refuse. I had fun, but seriously, guys suck. It's decided. I'm gonna replace all of them with an imaginary Instagram boyfriend, meaning a pretty face I can use to project all my fantasies because that's honestly what I did with Ben. I can't say I really knew him. It was just a crush. But he's really cute, though. Maybe I should text him one last time. A swan song kind of text, if you will. I know I'm at the point where this story's dead. Not even like Walking Dead, but really dead dead. I know I need to be over him, and all my friends are ordering me to be over him, and maybe also judging me a little. Well, except for Stella, who is advising me to sleep with him again, because I quote, You never know. Maybe next time it will be lame and you'll be like, See you, loser. So, with all this advice in mind, obviously my completely reasonable reflection pushed me to shamefully text him again. Uh, and you won't believe what happened. Well, in a way, I shouldn't even be surprised. So, I texted him, Hi, I was thinking of going to see the last Woody Allen film at the Angelica. Would you like to join? And that's when he responded. Sorry, I've been a bit busy lately. My girlfriend is in town this weekend, but let's try to catch up sometimes. I'm sorry, what? Are you back with Becky? Him. No, it's somebody else. <laughs> Let me tell you that I didn't respond to this one. He then sent another text to offer to see each other again next week. I'm not about to do the same mistake again. Been there, done that. One of my friends thinks that Ben is scared of the intensity of his feeling for me, but you know what? Fuck that shit. He is fucked up. That's all. Maybe one day he'll be ready. If that's the case, he'll know where to find me. And I'll decide depending on my situation then. But right here, right now, I'm done. Dear Ben, you will be from now on generally remembered as the imbecile. Seriously, at this stage, I don't even think it's a problem with him. I'm the problem. I felt so stupid when we met. I was going on and on about how it felt right and how we were made by each other. So dumb. I always have this kind of double way to look at, back on my past love experience. The first one is to think that I always pick the wrong guy and somehow it ends up before it even starts because I'm fucked up and I'm scared of commitment. But when I'm in a better mood and I think of the moment I've shared with some of those guys, I realize that it's a pretty cool anthology of exhilarating, passionate moments. 
unexpected and somehow out of the boring reality? Maybe those kind of moments can only be fleeting by sense. Should I change my expectation if what I'm looking for can only be temporary? Should I change myself to attract the right kind of guy? <sighs> the thing is, I don't really think I'm capable of these kind of changes. I didn't change myself for my dad when he didn't know how to talk to me because I was a little girl not able to throw a ball. I didn't change when I was bullied intensely at school because I was different. So I don't see why I should change now for a boy to like me. Becoming somebody I'm not, less independent, less threatening maybe? Less fucked up, surely. I mean, people often try to figure out my problem because it's so weird that a pretty girl like you is still single. And I even sometimes feel that I have a problem to fix because I seem to be different from everybody else, not normal. And it's not always easy, but maybe being unapologetically myself is not really a problem. I don't think it's bad to look for a guy who will appreciate me for who I am, quirk and all, even if it takes a bit longer than average to find him. First, because, well, I'm not average and therefore don't really want somebody average. And secondly, because that's how I love the people around me for who they are, the good, the bad, and the ugly included. In a way, I feel bad to be unable to fit in despite my best, well, not my best, despite some effort. But at the same time, I feel good about all the other aspects of my life that this brought to me. I'm happy with my career, my family, my friends, my path, my travels. So why the lack of boyfriend should spoil it all? Maybe I have my own rhythm and maybe contrary to what I think, it's not my moment to be locked down because I have more to do or I'm just not ready, despite my old age. <laughs> Aside from the anger, I really want to be over Ben. Okay, just found the switch off button. Did it work? Yeah, probably not. But I really want to be, so I guess I'm halfway there. At least the Ben room of my Imaginarium is now closed. If you are listening, Ben, here are a couple of things I want you to know. I think I really liked you. I would have appreciated if you could have been more courageous to talk to me, to give me some closure or maybe some answers if you had them, but I guess you are not that person. And that's fine. As a grown-ass bitch that I am, I will deal with that on my own and completely invent all the answers as I want them to be. Thanks God, I'm recovering and I'm finally acting like myself again. I would compare my crush for Ben to a flu bug and I want to plead the temporary insanity. Actually, you know what, that's not true. I'm kind of glad it happened. Not because it makes me feel better about myself, but because I did my part. I tried, I opened up, and you know what? Sometimes the beauty is in the attempt. 
I took a shot, I gave it everything I had, and I did it well. It just didn't work out. And when that happens, you have two options. Cry about it alone in your bath or celebrate the attempt. Raise your glass and celebrate the endeavor, however misguided it was. Now, pass me the vodka, please. <laughs>